Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special Star Wars file. We'll be discussing Solo. I'm sure you're thinking we're going out of, out of order for this, but we're saving up some big things for The Last Jedi, so we're talking about Solo the second in the, uh, I guess you'd say, the Interpol series of yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Star Wars stories. And uh, I'll be your host today. This is Patrick, and joining me today are my four intergalactic co-hosts. Uh, let's just say, uh, hypothetically... Just maybe, hypothetically, I'm Colt. And now, just say, it's a possibility that I'm me. Fuck. Um, I am the little piece of the Millennium Falcon that falls into the mall. Fuck. The satellite dish? Yeah, my name's Cody. I'm Wookiee Wenzel. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly the noise of Wookiees make Wendell's. Burr. Burr. He's cold. I mean, everybody. Go, John. I'm John or Jan Solo. Oh. Depending on who you are. Can, like, <laughs> can we all do a Wookiee real quick? Wait. <laughs> All right, we're Wookiee'd out. Yeah. We got our Wookiee noises out. Yep. All right, well, since this is the... I, I feel like like an underappreciated or like overlooked part of Star Wars. What were everyone's uh, opinions going in, and did anything change upon this, this current rewatch? I would say I loved it even more. I would say I did... I was like, this is a low-tier Star Wars whenever I first watched Solo last year, and now I'm like... This is good. This is a good movie. Yeah, I went in. Uh, I, I I liked it the first time I watched it, and I went in and I liked it a, a little bit more this time around. Could you say you loved it? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it's like third favorite Star Wars movie. It has the best character in all of Star Wars in it. Monkey with four arms and uh, a bunny alien. <laughs> Carrot nose. Yes. Give us a name for this bunny for your bunny alien Lucasfilm. He's a Bugsbian. What do you Bugs think, Jonathan? Buddy. What a uh, shrug. Ah. To me, it's the most meh Star Wars movie. Yeah. That was it. Was so much fun, though. I mean, it was fun, but like, yeah, I don't know. Like, you didn't I, like Leet? Who? <laughs> Leet L three thirty seven. Oh, oh. Leet. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, like it was fun. I mean. Just, I don't know. Just don't really have a strong opinion one way or the other. I, right. I will say I was pretty ambivalent when I saw it in theaters when it came out, but I found myself enjoying it more the second time around. I there was so much I forgot, except for like you know some important scenes. But like watching it again, I love it even more. It's just a, it's a space western, and it captures that perfectly. All right, that's it. That's <laughs> yeah, that's it, everyone. <laughs> All right, goodbye. <laughs> no, I, I really enjoyed a lot of parts of this. There was a lot of things from the first first time I watched it. I felt it was contrived. There's one major aspect of it that I still cannot stand, and they everyone looks at me like I'm stupid when I say it. The dude does not look like Han, but he doesn't, like, he doesn't even have the personality of Han. It's all contr- feels contrived. Well, well, to me, like this time, he felt like I don't know. He felt more Han to yeah. me, like like a a younger, more naive. Like, I could see this person growing into the Harrison Ford of episode four. Yeah. I can't, because this, it doesn't, he doesn't have the uh, je ne sais quoi. Uh, of, Watch your mouth. Of, uh, <laughs> je ne sais quoi. Doesn't that really mean, 
I don't know. It literally, je ne sais quoi, it really I, does. I, no I think it, I don't know what. Yeah. <laughs> it literally translates to I don't know what. But he doesn't have, like, this 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 aspect of him that kind of comes up as Han. Han is, like, very, like, eh, you got it, boy, like, cowboy type. But, I mean, this is this is an origin of that. But the thing is, though, is he seems, like... He doesn't even it does it just does not compute to me and so like it feels so separated and disjointed from the rest of the Star Wars universe in that aspect because if if the link between the rest of the Star Wars universe and this movie is Han Solo then Han Solo needs to be Han Solo not some dude playing Han Solo uh, that could be retconned as young and naive yeah, but I mean let's get I'm, Harrison Ford's old ass in this movie <laughs> but I mean well, isn't Harrison Ford playing Han Solo like I mean what like Harrison Ford plays Harrison Ford and then <laughs> they slap a name on it <laughs> and but that's the you're problem, not though. wrong but that's the problem though is that Harrison I mean that may be the it may be the the flaw with Harrison Ford as the actor for Han Solo is the fact that he's so unique in his actions it's difficult to find or even replicate that. Yeah. And that could be the very case. But to me, that to me is the weakest part is because this dude doesn't look like him to me. His actions are less solo than less Han than I would ever imagine. Um, I don't know. I mean, I will say that, 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 uh, Donald Glover as Lando was a one. That was good. oh yeah, fit. Yeah, that that really that I think that was fantastic. And the fact that going into Episode Nine with is him coming back, that got me excited to see what, how that goes because you get to see that relationship between Lando and the ship and L three and, and Chewbacca and like knowing that Han's gone. Like I wonder if he'll call him Han or if he'll call him Han in this mm-hmm. in this one. Probably still call. I him hope Han. they like desecrate his grave. What grave? The space debris. They're gonna go out in space and get a space spirit and piss on it. I was about to say, what if what like, if he just pisses on. in space and he's like, Han will get this eventually. Yeah, like fuck that guy. He <laughs> just lets it drift in space and just happens to fall to that one spot where the uh, the planet killer blew up, Star Killer. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what's gonna happen. It's no, it's gonna, it's gonna literally right in the face. Yeah, literally, that's what's gonna happen. But um, yeah, and then something I forget about too. Like speaking of other performances, Paul Bettany as like, even though he's like he's very minor, he's still kind of like the antagonist. Uh, him as Dryden Voss is very, very intimidating and scary. Like, like I knew, I knew what was gonna happen, but still watching him on screen, I was like, oh shit, what's gonna happen? Like, are they gonna kill to Beckett, or are they gonna kill Chewbacca? Like, what? Even though Chewbacca survives, and obviously Beckett doesn't. Spoilers, but um, but yeah, I, I, Paul Bettany's performance as a villain is very good. Yeah, I, I really liked, um, I liked the Dryden as a character, and I'm very, I would love to see. There's a lot of this movie that we were looking up as we kind of went along, and they added in so many different aliens. But I got something in my eye, so I'm like scratching it right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's so much stuff that happens in this in this movie that doesn't really show up in like Wikipedia or other areas, like like the little alien that Colt loves that stood behind mm-hmm. uh, Han in the gambling scene between him and Lando, the first gambling scene whenever they try to get the ship and. Uh, that that race doesn't have a name. It's and just called Bunny Alien. It's just called Bunny Alien, and usually they would they would that feels like that should have some lore there. There's a and also the fact of the um, what is the name of the the what nest? Infus nest. Yeah, Infus nest. Why? Like obviously they are one of the original seeds of the rebellion. Um, and do we see anything else of them after? 
Like, are there comics? Are there stories? Or, yeah. I don't know. It just feels like after this movie came out, they would just try to shut it down, everything that happened. It's like, it feels the least canon out of the canon, of the new canon. Well, um, that, that's a that's a big thing for me. It's like, the like people say that the movie failed, and like, it didn't meet certain expectations, but it didn't, it made still made a ton of money. It's just, but it's, they also kind of shot themselves in the foot because it came out with Disney had uh, Avengers and Deadpool coming out in the same month, so they're kind of like, oh, we're sad we didn't get every, like almost everybody's money because like they, they didn't they didn't promote it and then they put it off in a very loaded you know cinematic month, so they kind of did it to themselves. Well, yeah, and they also didn't uh, they didn't even start marketing the movie until like. It was like January of that year, and it came out in May. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was only like a couple TV spots here, and like one trailer. And it's like, how do you expect people to know what this is? You mean that Denny's commercial couldn't put Paul the rest of the way? I think the big, and also when it came out, there was a huge controversy about the main character being Han Solo because he did not like Han Solo, and that was one of the major things that people were upset with. Was yeah, like. This dude does not like Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is an icon. It's difficult to replicate him, and it was a huge role to fill. It is not, you know... But the thing is, though, is it feels like they took it lightly, in a way. Like, they didn't even... It just felt like they they sort of hit the mark, tried to hit the mark somewhat closely, and with Han Han Solo being such a major pillar character in the Star Wars franchise... You really need to try triple, double hard to try and get someone who is him on the mark. Now, I could have done a trade-off. I person this guy's personality plus someone who looked closer to Han, sure, or someone who looks a little bit less. If this guy had more of Han's personality, the quick, the quick quip, and and I don't know, there was just a, there was some recklessness there. I don't. I don't know if I would say like recklessness or half-assedness to it. I think they were trying to avoid like uh, criticisms of trying to be exactly like Harrison. Yeah, because you can't replicate. No, I mean, I'd love to say because like, and and I think, I I think at least it seems like their mindset going in would be as like, even if like we try to do this, this is going to be done on arrival. You know, let's try to. You know, it's going to be set far enough into the past to where you know they can play around with it and there was also rumors like there was it was going to be a trilogy and and in that trilogy you could you know have you know you could see him progress to that but since this didn't do what you know Disney or the fans or whoever thought it should have done then you know we're not getting anymore at least i don't think we are i was about to say a lot of fandoms i see like will always like when it comes to casting choices they always choose the person that looks so much like the character and it's like like that's fine and that's fine and all and like i'm you know that's fine and dandy but like if the per like if the like if the actor doesn't embody that character then I mean, what's the point? If they look like them. I just feel I, like this guy didn't neither. But I mean, he he did. He like, did. and and even and even if he didn't, I mean, like like Jonathan said, like we're building up. Like this is like his beginnings. Like he like all this like all these little quips or whatever his behavior and stuff. Like as like he's a human, he's a person. So like he gets his behavior from the people around him, and we can see this. Like he got he he got some stuff from Beckett, from Kira, from 
you know, Chewbacca. I mean, we get he uh, Lando. Like these are he just mean these people. So he's learning this. So this behavior does not develop until later when we get to Episode Four, A New Hope. That's when he's built up all this behavior that he's learned from the people he's been around. I mean, maybe, but I'm not necessarily talking about like his behavior as much as I am talking about like something. A quality to, but I mean that quality is part of his behavior. Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about a quality of Harrison Ford, like a char- like almost like a charm that's not there. But I mean, I like, but I mean that's kind of like that's just Harrison Ford, and I mean you're never gonna get that. Well, I mean, then kind of have to question if the character is even worth doing. And, and that that's sort of my thing with the movie is, like, I I don't think the movie shouldn't exist, but I just remember when this movie was announced, I was like, why? Yeah. Why yeah. do we need this? No, and, and, and yeah. Probably my big like, and, and a lot of my my nitpicky gripes with the movie is just providing answers to things we don't necessarily need. Like, how did Han Solo get his name? How did he get his blaster? It's like, I mean, I, I don't. It's, it, it, it. This would have been better as like a book. Yeah, it feels like yeah. oh, like a mid tier expanded universe novel, and. and which is, you know, is fine. That can exist, but I don't know. It just felt too fanboy centric to be anything. I don't know. I don't want to say engaging, but it just. I, would that, I mean, to, that's fair. Yeah. I would love to see like a series of Western style novels dedicated to Han Solo and his escapades of the course of like twenty or thirty yeah. years. And I think something going to what you were talking about as far as. Alden Ehrenreich not being like Harrison Ford is like what I was saying is I, I could see him move into this like if this was set like 10 or 15 years before A New Hope but I think like it's 5 years I don't, I, I don't and, think it's that it's, early I remember reading up that he's supposed to <coughs> it probably looks uh, sooner because Alden Ehrenreich is like late 20s early 30s but in the yeah. movie he's supposed to be anywhere between 18 and 24 so it's like it's at, it's at least ten years before a new hope. Okay, yeah, I want to say I saw somewhere that it's like five, and I'm I'm just thinking like, I and that's the other thing too. I, I, I like, just like because well, one like Harrison Ford was like forty when they filmed a new hope, so it, like even just like age wise, it's like you must have done some hard living to. I mean, if he, if he's a smuggler and he, what happened in course of you know a, a day, two days, true. The, so he's he just living like that every single day for ten years. Um, there was, uh, but there, there's also the question of like some of the, the the stuff that again, the, I don't, I hate how Disney just sort of was like, I can't believe we released that. Ooh, mistake. Oops, don't see that. You know, sort of. Like, they kind of had that kind of like sweep like, it under the rug. like yeah. sweep it under the rug type mentality because there's so many good character loose ends that they could shoot off from yeah. i want to know more about uh what's the beckett i want to know more about Dre, uh, dryden i want to know more about the crimson crimson dawn maybe? crimson dawn yeah. i want to i want to know like what happens to kira and darth yeah, maul yeah like cause i want to see how that because she obviously obviously were playing up the fact that she had um she had a lot of physical like training training and abilities and then he was like you and i will be working much more closely together because i would love to see like that obi-wan vs you know like is this is this darth maul like trying to start his own like rule of what two or rule of one yeah and 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 that and another thing too is like 
like five years before a new hope that like that's around the time rebel starts and darth maul is spoiler alert is in rebel yeah shit has to go down like pretty quick that that was something i was concerned about like it seems really cool that darth maul is in the movie but also it seems part like uh like like a big fanboy moment but at the same time it kind of muddies continuity a little bit because he has his story in clone wars and it has has it sort of beginning and end and then uh he, he kind of shows up again in rebels and there's just these weird gaps that kind of have to be filled up really quickly for for these two moments to still make sense and mm. something that's a little worrying that i found out over the course of you know, reading in, into solo is that um, maybe the people who are sort of looking over continuity aren't as on the ball as we think because Sam Whitmer, the guy who plays the voice of Darth Maul, had to correct the people who made the movie because they wanted Darth Maul to have his same lightsaber from The Phantom Menace, which, you know, got broken. Yeah. So he has his one from Rebels, or, you know, the one he would have. Yeah. That. Which is luckily Sam Whitmer's such a big Star Wars fan that he would pick up on that. But yeah. It makes me wonder, like, ugh. I mean, we, we don't need, like, continuity police, but at the same time, I would want the people yeah. to well, yeah, know the franchise sure. to be, you know, on the same page. With if all you're going to sit there and eradicate a lot, like, uh, fucking 30 years of work and to put in your own canon and then just then start doing loosey-goosey with whatever canon you want, yeah. that really is kind of like, okay, yeah, must have might have broken, but he might have got a new one, <laughs> you know? Oh, man, yeah. and, uh, and this even ties to the sequel trilogy as well. And while I enjoyed the sequel trilogy almost as much as the original trilogy, there are some things about how they're running it that do kind of irk me. Because, like, there was an interview with Donald Gleason, the guy who plays General Hux. Yeah. And the, uh, and the interviewer was, like, asking him all these questions. And it was like, oh, your character is this. He comes from blah, blah, blah. And Donald Gleason was like, "This is the first I've ever heard of this." Oh, Ooh. well, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, so it's like I don't know if it's like the story group or like who whoever at the top is not. Sorry about that. Like you need a count. You really do need a hardcore council of fans, fan workers, not just like. Well, and that's what oh. the story group does for the most part. But I just don't know how involved they are with like yeah. the movies and stuff. Everyone, every like every one of the people on the story group has to have like they should like you would think like if if I was if I was Disney. I would definitely have the entire group. Every single one of them has to be incredibly in-depth, knowledgeable about Star Wars universe to like down to like very specific things. Which, or at the very least, we have like have some checks and balances where like you know, like you know the left hand knows what the right hand is doing because even though of course the comics and the and the novels they're not going to give the same level of attention as the movies will, but but all those subsidiary. Uh, things are still canon in the overall scheme of things so like you can't have something that completely disregards one of the other of course movies will get more focused but like you know it, it also supposed to fit together cohesively when you put all the pieces together yeah at your own leisure you don't have you shouldn't have to read all the extra little stuff to get to the movies but you know it's it feels like reading should be rewarded yeah it, it, exactly and like that same art that same interview i was talking about with donald gleason like he didn't even know the first like general hux's first name and i feel like that's things like that that yeah it may seem like incidental but like 
they at least should tell the actors to give them more insight to that character. Yeah, yeah because you, like the and that's the other thing too. That's what's something that I got a kind of freaked out with Ray yeah. a little bit yeah, about uh, what, Daisy Ridley was that she just has no fucking clue. Which I was I was thinking about that. I was like, well, honestly, like, I don't think they know. I mean, you know, like you. They shouldn't be like super hardcore fans, but I mean, they like. I feel like if you're gonna do this, you should definitely like be into it, like you said. I mean, don't get me wrong. You you don't have to be because actors are, are workers. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They don't. They're not fans. They're not getting. They, of course, you want them to be familiar with the subject, but the thing is, though, is that like part of that subject should being but should be able should be going back looking at the past and giving a at least a vague trajectory of the future and like give a hint towards it hey you yeah. really need to study luke's mentality here and i need you to work towards not to kind of following this line through you know what i'm saying yeah yeah like for sure like character studies within the world and i don't know if they they probably might do that and and depending on the person but at the same time like that should be a requirement of the job and like daisy ridley in so many interviews was just like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) don't know sorry Uh, (laughs) i I don't know like definitely the 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 people who write this story should definitely put that work into it because i mean like, who, who, who we honestly who do we know we they could literally be doing all this stuff and we're just yeah 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 i'm just going back to your comment about just, like having stuff that like slips through the cracks yeah no no I, i'm just going back to your comment before about having hardcore fans because if you had hardcore fans i think we'd definitely see a different, very different star wars but i don't know if it'd be a very good one yeah well, that, that is very true like you need people who are competent but they need to also know what they are they need to be able to let go. They need to be able to let go and understand that, like, you know, we're in a changing society and changing pop culture and that incorpor- and that Star Wars is part of that change. You're right, Wenzel, and we do live in a society, so now we're going to switch over to <laughs> the Joker. Joker. All right. <laughs> uh, <ooh. laughs> so who would be the Joker of Star Wars? Uh, uh, I can't think of a single one. The Darth person- Vader, I guess? No, Darth Vader. No. no, Darth Vader. Oh. Darth Vader is like a dictator. Joker is a lunatic. Well, there's really not like a chaotic, chaotic, chaotic type of villain. There's no chaotic evil villain. No. At least not yet. Like I mean, which I, they, I'm sure like someone will pull something. Which from if like there if there was a chaotic uh, entity in Star Wars, that'd be fucking crazy. <laughs> well, Fuck yeah. well, I guess we're, none of us are like super in depth with the expanded universe. There maybe will be some just like oh Sith. We just Lunatic. barely got away from the lawful characters. Like we're with and we're hit with Luke in Episode Eight. We're like, well, we'll get to that, I guess. Next yeah. Time. But like, we really just got away from the lawful characters because most characters we come across are either lawful or neutral. Yeah. And uh, Luke, Luke finally kind of went to like chaotic in a way, chaotic good. He's like, I'm doing my own thing. God damn it. You know? <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, I think that we need to, we, that, I don't know. Uh, they, they need to alignment. Star Wars has always been in that, it, on the alignment chart in the top left corner. <laughs> that's, that, that's their, For that's sure. their space. They don't have any, le- or the left corner and the left side in general with all characters. There's no like, bottom right at all no chaos or the they really don't go for the chaotic characters at all which i guess helps to make better stories i guess but well, then it's like but i think that'd be interesting because like then it's like you have you have uh you have these empires and these republics and stuff they have structure they have order you know there's purpose but it's like with a chaotic character it's like they're just you know doing destroying to just just destroy who fucking cares and it's like how you know how do you stop that like i don't know 
in my opinion, the most chaotic character in the entire Star Wars universe is the Yoda. Maelstrom. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say Yoda. <laughs> or Jar Jar Banks. Oh, my. Oh, He's chaotic shit. evil. Oh, my fucking God. He is chaotic. He's evil. the Joker. He's the Joker. <laughs> Never mind. We, we found, found him. him. We found him. <laughs> Goodness. D- Pat, draw Jar Jar Banks as the Joker for this episode. <laughs> no. <laughs> no connection. <laughs> With a lightsaber. With Jar Jar Banks. With a lightsaber and cloud paint. Oh, that might be one of the most cursed things I've ever drawn for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we've talked about... We've already gotten uh, kind of our gripes. Let's talk about some more good stuff about Cello. This movie's so fucking sexy. Like, damn, <laughs> I live girl. in a society. <laughs> well, well, like, like the production, the product- value to this movie is it's yeah, easily immaculate. like they put their yeah, money right. into it and it shows. It's the most like densely like well produced animated. Like, it, it's almost it's almost to the point where it's, it's just too much happening. And like at certain points, because it's like you just want to stop and just look at every little corner. Aliens, so many aliens, so many. And the, I know, and like, the droids. Like, I mean, I told Colt this. Like, there was just two random droids, and I was like, those guys look cool. You see them for a second, that's it. Uh, because my, my favorite alien in the movie is the um the, the frog that's in the vat of water that's yeah. singing. That's, that's <laughs> oh, I need Frank's not frog. <laughs> I, I like the female singer. Her little um. Like a like, little buzzy thing, yeah. Like, I'm interested to see if that's like jewelry or if that's a part of. Like, I feel like because you don't actually see her mouth, that's actually part of her mouth. It could be an enhancement. You that's what like, I was thinking. You know. It's like she's like uh, an enhanced cybernetic human. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, also, um, finally in this, when the Millennium Falcon doesn't like a dingy, dirty public restroom yeah. <laughs> on the inside, <laughs> well, really, really good. It until, made me want a skate pod on it until so. the end. <laughs> they, uh, whenever they, uh, whenever um, it was really funny because whenever they went into the bedroom portion where the Han was going there and she he saw uh, Amelia Bedelia. What is the that like? Amelia Clark? Amelia Clark Amelia Bedelia. I don't know her name. A throwback to children's literature in the nineties. Uh, over in the corner there's the bed and i was like i really want to take a nap in that right that <laughs> bed looks so, so comfortable comfy. yeah like could you imagine being able to spaceship sleep in that bed no 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 that's something i i've been thinking about every time i'm going to bed i always think of like a comfortable bed and one of the things i think about is a bed literally a bed like in that style just like in a little cubby corner so soft oh my like, god is, 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 is that bed in lando's closet in the millennium falcon at galaxy's edge Pat, what the fuck are you talking about? What did you just say? He's talking about the Disney ride. He's talking about the Disney park. Like the, 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 Star, the Star Wars theme park, Galaxy's Edge. You, you, there's a life-size Millennium Falcon you can walk around and there's a ride in it. Ooh, you know what? Let's go there and take a nap. <laughs> we each get no, a... No, that we, bed's exclusive for fucking... Which, which they almost did. So many dick tracks. Oh, yeah, man. It's so nasty. It's slimy. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You want to sleep there in that slime? <sighs> no, I guess not. Mm. You just have to ruin everything for me. No, 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 no. You just got to think about it uh, like Lando. He's a player. You got some robot oil on that bed. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> L- I, I think Lando and L3 were a thing. Yeah. I, I kind of hope I, so. I, I mean, that's not subtext. That's text. I, I, I really hope so because I honestly love them. I ship them. <laughs> she she was... I don't know. I don't. I don't know if L three was was is, is a female droid, but they thick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Somebody has the nerve to say it. <laughs> I mean, did you not see how she, her gait? <laughs> <laughs> Those. Um. 
Uh, horny robots. Horny robots. Horny robots. <laughs> Thick thighs save lives. Although the one of my favorites, I, I think L three is probably my favorite droid of the Star Wars universe. She's one of my favorite characters yeah. in the movie for sure. Yeah, for the sure. the whole like <laughs> the whole like you're free. The whole rebellion, the droid rebellion. I would love to see the remnants and the aspects of that. I would love to see like her legacy somehow come into future like a future media yeah whatever it may be that the reason why there's so the rebellion's droids aren't just their droids they are the they are the droid rebellion that started on uh Sa- uh kessel 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 yeah. yeah so yeah. like something like that would be amazing and i would love to see the formation of the rebellion the actual formation of it of like maybe separate like rebellious groups coming together and well there's an entire show about that oh is yeah. it really Star Rebels. Wars Rebels. I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, something I was wondering about, just like what we're seeing with all these, you know, little bits in the in the integral movies and in the sequel trilogy, because like like the whole the recurrent motif of like Han's dice that wasn't in the original trilogy, to my knowledge, and that shows up here and in uh, the Last Jedi. So it makes me wonder what the big culmination arriving with Rise of Skywalker. Who will we see? From the sequel trilogy, from these intercoals come back in uh, the last Jedi, or even the, like the cartoons, like uh, Rebels or Clone Wars, because like we can see like this big montage of like all these people for the final battle and Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting. Like, I mean, we like again, we still don't know what happened to Kira. What if she just comes back and she's like Han? It's like oops. Or Ray is actually a clone of Kira. Or or some sort of like not a clone, but like some sort of like spawn of Kira. Well, I was gonna say, what if Han had an affair with Kira and? I mean, had an affair. They were together before they met Leia. No, no, no. I mean, like because he gets with Leia, Mm -hmm. and then he meets Kira in that time and has an affair with Kira while he's with Leia. She gives birth, and that baby is Ray. Yeah, make you fuckers think. Yeah, I gotta say. They wouldn't do that. Disney hates this movie, so. This theory is bad. I know. Disney fucking hates this This theory is bad. Fuck your theory. Because it's so complicated. Disney only goes easy routes. What do you mean complicated? Okay, okay. Give give her. There had to be at some point that he did that with Kira that we haven't seen yet. Because let me tell you, there's still a ton of fucking gaps in Star Wars. I don't want to see Harrison Ford's balls again. We'd never see them. (laughs) Ever. Uh, It is interesting how those dice... Yeah, his balls? Those dice are with him at all times. Yeah. Um, And then they kind of show up in episode... I don't know. Those dice are weird. They are. Yeah, because I think they were... Like in the background in the original. Yeah, they trilogy? were hanging. They were ba- they were his. They were his fuzzy dice in his in, re- <laughs> yeah. in his rearview mirror. Yeah, and, but like it wasn't until what like episode eight where they actually put emphasis on. Yeah, but well, I don't know. Um, Bosses on the salon. Something's going on. Yeah, outside. I don't know if you guys can hear that over the mics. There's but, a lot of sirens. <laughs> um, yeah, I was breaking the law. Breaking uh, the law. Costume design. Great, because uh, yeah. Emphis Ness easily. Fuck me! What's I'm happening? Shut the window. Uh, what the fuck is happening outside? There's horns honking. There's sirens blaring. Uh, okay. Anyway, prob- in, probably right. Inf- inf- yeah. I don't know. Fuck. Okay. Emphis Ness looks awesome, and especially that train battle where she uh, comes down and like fights Beckett, and like you see like her bring out those fans that like 
block the blaster bolt. Yeah. Fuck. Fucking hell. Why would you do that? <laughs> um, Cody just threw a bolt. It could have just broke all of our podcast. It, it's the world. He threw the world at us. It's the world. Uh, yeah. It's Cody so just watched uh, JoJo part three. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, Infant's Nest's design looks awesome. All of her little yep. group looks great. Uh, there's even a character who, does this take place before or after Rogue One? Does anybody know? Well, Rogue before. One takes place right before, yeah, this just takes before. Okay, so yeah, we see a character in there who was in Rogue One who is most likely, or who dies on, um... Warwick Davis. Jedi. Um... That's his character's name. Star Warwick Davis. Mm-hmm. Star Warwick Davis, Okay. My favorite scene has to be, it's back to that one scene on the trains. Mm-hmm. That train section, I fucking love that shit. From uh, the tr- troopers that have those magnetic boots The range troopers, yeah. Woo, that was so That hot. was really sick. Like, this really, like, this movie really embodies that whole sci-fi um, aspect. And that space western, especially with that, uh, literally with that scene. It's like a... The train heist. A train heist. It's literally that, but like, with... Uh, a rotating track and tr- magnetic boots and spaceships. Fuck. Yeah, and then the final scene for that is dropping that huge bomb. Oh, when the coaxium yeah. drops and it detonates, and then it Sexy. like, and then it comes back. Oh, that looked. It really exploded. Good. Did it imploded? Yeah, looked super sick. Now, this, like, say what you want, but like this movie, just like any Star Wars. Like the cinematography is fantastic, and the costume design—they do—they really uh, show a lot of love with that. The creativity has always been the strongest part of Star Wars, and this—they this, put both feet into this because it's just—you can literally point to any moment in the movie, and just just it's just rife with details and like attention and like love for the for the product, and that's what that's what shines through every Star Wars movie, regardless of what the general consensus of the quality is. Like, there's always more love put into these movies than like maybe any other film franchise I can think of. Yeah, for sure. And like another, I mean, I know everybody's talked about like their aliens and stuff, but like one of my favorite aliens actually, well, he's not really an alien. He's near human, but Dryden Voss. I don't, I don't know why, but like just his character, I just love. Cause it's just, he's just so like the way, like when he gets angry, his eyes get red and his facial scars just open up like i just love that i just think that's so intimidating and so awesome and especially his usage of those little like knuckle blades that brass knuckle like quasi lightsaber blades. yeah like that's that was just so cool i love the art deco hollywood style of yeah like like that made me i want to see that world i love the gold the 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 jewels the shiny clear things um the elegance of it and especially and another uh character design i loved were just the women who like part of their heads were gone mm-hmm. like that no, was i think they're called the, the craniated and they're they were they were rejected concepts from rogue one they put in uh solo oh wow well that's really cool but also terrifying because part of their head's gone were they droids or they actually like i think they organics. were people who got uh, who ran afoul of the wrong people mm. oh and they were made into essentially slaves yeah you know? Kind of well, like, their brains are gone, so kind of, kind of like sucks. the um those one dudes on Cloud City that had like the section that looked like big Lobot, Lobot, yeah, Lando's best friend, yeah, who also happens to have that device. Where was Lobot in this movie? I don't know. We need Lobot. Where's my porgs at? Like, where the fuck are they at, dude? They're off on that one planet. 
Well, speaking of aliens, we have one of the best alien names in the entire franchise in this movie. One of the uh, subot players, kind of look like a lobster. His name is Therm Scissor Punch. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. That's why you got excited during that scene, wasn't it? Oh, fuck me. It was literally that lobster-looking dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he looked cool. And just attention to detail, like I said earlier, like the one alien that was playing Sabak in the first part with the helmet and the big arms. Yeah. It, I, I saw it for a second when he was... There's a moment where he's looking and he's breathing and his dome fogs up. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's just like just attention to detail. Yeah. Like that. It's crazy. I will say, too, that one alien that's on Kessel, the one that they knock out, who's like essentially running the plant there, yeah. who like has that vape, essentially, he looked really cool. And also his like his guards or soldiers, like those like yellow and white suits, I really love those designs. Like the, the dude with the vape, he looked like a Power Rangers villain. He did. Yeah. Yeah. That. I mean, it's a good. that's a good thing. I like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Power Rangers villains have some of the best designs. <laughs> what about the little baby joy that was like stomping on the console? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Fun fact: that droid only task is to stomp. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, uh, CBT droid. Cock and ball torture. Uh, <laughs> How would you even bring that up? <laughs> we gotta get there. We gotta get that on the podcast sometime. Yeah, I'm this glad is what it w- Tanner needs to be here there for every episode. I'm glad we got it on this one. <laughs> Fuck. But um. Uh, yeah, I thought it was. I thought I said CBD. I was like, yeah, droids love fucking CBD. He helps for their anxiety, I guess. I guess, yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, this this movie, like overall looks, is just very glamorous, very good looking. But um, yeah, and just uh, there was another alien too. I I, I forgot. I. I cannot remember. I'm sorry. I think it had something to do with the the Sabak game. You leave me on here, Winslow. I'm sorry. I I had it, but then you brought up the fucking fog alien. I was like, oh, it's gone now. What about the alien that bit its fingernails? Went. What was that? Was that one? It was at their gambling. Oh, and he lost. I know what you're talking about. I don't yeah. remember it. I really oh, oh the, that. um, it looked like a fucking sawfish. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was eating the cards. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought he was eating his fingernails, but still, it was very fun. It was very fun. Yeah. Speaking of fingernails, what about Drayden Voss's like coke nail on his thumb? Yeah, that. <laughs> it wasn't even a nail. It was like his thumb. That's his dookie nail, like yeah. you said. No, yeah, we talked about it. He he uses that these thumbs to scrape out the shit out of his ass. No, I actually read up on that a little bit. It was very interesting. The writers actually said that his. His race's blood is really delicious to space ticks, and that thumb is for picking those space ticks off their body. Are you fucking serious? No. Okay. Yeah, I was saying, no. Fuck you. But I thought that should be said. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds pretty Star Wars. But imagine how pleasant it would be to just kind of dig in and get, it, and get that shit. How pleasant would it be to take that little thing and stick it right in your pee hole? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Cody. Thanks for leading me on like that. But um, anybody have any more final thoughts? Uh, like I said, this this movie, like I I, I come to appreciate it more. Uh, it, it still it still has some, some some chunky parts for me. Like I still I'm, felt like you know Val and Rio they kind of get short changed at the beginning, yeah. and um and plus like if I, I still enjoy it, but like it feels like the movie kind of climaxes and then it goes on for another forty five minutes. Yeah, yes, it, uh, it it feels so fucking long. It does. But I think that next portion, though, I don't know. I, I enjoy it. It's still good, but it feels like maybe it just still kind of feels like a weird plot because we, we got through the hardest part, and now like it kind of it has to go back up again. Yeah, because like, you get another hard part, which is 
tricking Dryden and like setting that up. And it's like that whole section of the castle run, like I will say like that was definitely a fanboy moment and it was like, did we really need it? I liked watching the big alien get sucked into the black hole and how he's turns into bones before he gets sucked in. Yeah. Like his, his skin gets ripped off his skeleton. Mm-hmm. Which was cool, but it's like you know, like we could have saved I don't know, they could have saved that easily for later. Like because like you said, it's like there's that climax and then it's like Ugh, like we have to go back up again. I don't know. But uh something something else I was gonna say too, a moment that like they I feel like I still feel like they don't want to explore enough is the war section of Star Wars and like we see that in Rogue One, but like with uh with that battle, um the literally that mud planet, what I don't I don't remember what it is, but it's literally when Han is a mud trooper. And he meets Chewie. He meets Chewie, he meets Becca, he meets the whole gang. I, like, how does Chewie go from being like a general and attacking the clones to being in a mud pit? Like, where's that story? Where's the Chewie? Yeah, article? but like also just that section is like, you know, it's very, I don't know, like horrific. Because, you know, you have a guy screaming and like they're in this like deep, like entrenched area fighting and it's like i don't know i thought it was pretty crazy i enjoyed that very much it puts this it actually puts the war in star wars yeah it puts it um yeah very saving private ryan like yeah definitely um final thoughts that's oh that's what what we've been doing okay i like i said i really enjoyed it a good bit uh felt really it felt a lot better the second time around i felt like i had enough time to process it and look at it a little bit more. I was looking at different spots and whatnot for the details. Yeah. Uh, I think if third time around for detail wise, I might enjoy it a little bit more. I believe that is really good and that you don't have to have a Jedi to be a true Star Wars movie. Yeah. Besides, what the fuck fuck do Jedis do in the movies anyways? They have one little fight and then they just like get you next time and that's that's all the movies with jedis are oh what jedis are so underutilized in the fucking movie they're space wizards let's see some space wizardry ah sure for sure (sighs) i need more lightning that's why you get to play jedi fallen order like here's a little bit like come on like jedi they're so underutilized in the movies for sure they're op I mean, like, I mean, they are. I like, want to see Jedi's go fucking. I want a whole movie of just Jedi's doing fucking Jedi shit. Definitely, we, we need uh, the, the original Clone Wars cartoon level Mace Windu force shenanigans. Oh, oh my god, fuck. that was so badass. Yeah, that'd be super sick. Um, That's my view on this movie. <laughs> okay, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a movie. It's definitely like I don't know. I I don't feel like I would revisit this one anytime soon okay but i mean like i don't hate it i'm just kind of yeah okay still better than the prequels yeah it's still better than the prequels Mm -hmm. by a lot but but it it doesn't have like the batshit insanity of the prequels to be for sure to make like to make the like that what makes those entertaining yeah there wasn't a single mention of death sticks and no (sighs) killing kids (laughs) yeah okay it was too much world building in these prequels but anyways Anywho, it's, it's time to uh, take the ship onto space. And uh, thank you all for listening today. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at uh, AYC's Podcast. You can follow us on SoundCloud at All You Can Hear. And you can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv at All You Can Hear. And uh, all of our streams, they will be living forever on our YouTube. You can watch those at any time. Follow us on uh, Apple I, uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, uh, Spotify. Spotify. If there's, if there's a place online you can listen to the podcast, more than likely we'll be there. 
And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. John lost his name. You can follow my art on Facebook. It's John lost his name art. My name Colt. Follow me on Twitter at Colt D zero zero. Uh, may the fourth be with you. Am I right? Well, we said it. Wow. Uh, Hi, follow me. My name's Cody on CODDOC11 on Instagram. That's it. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Windsor Booking. Follow my art on fa- on Instagram. Oh, fuck. Facebook. I know. I wanted to say for some reason what Pat says. Oh. Follow my art on Instagram at World of Windsor. Thank you. My name is Jonathan. You can follow me on Twitter at John Odinson12. May the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> See you next time.